0: When we share our stories, something magical happens. We magnify the power and the purpose that our stories contain. I'm Amanda Solar, the host of Soulful Connections. Come on this journey with me, and let's connect. Connection. Welcome to the Solvable Connections podcast, Joe Montone. Um, so, first of all, you you're working as a in heating and electricity, right? Is, is that right? <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> you can
0: tell how much I know about that. It's okay. <laughs>
1: all right. So that was something that I thought was like hilarious when it was 2012, and I was like, I'm going to put this as my profession. Um, because I had a band called Heat Thunder at that point. And I was like, heating and electricity, hilarious, terrible choice. And I should really, really change that. It's been 11 years now. so
0: <laughs> That is so funny because I thought, let me just find out a little bit about Joe. So I went and I said, oh, he's a, he's in the heating, electricity business. And, and how does he find the time? And then I, I saw the Heat Thunder and I thought, this company even supports his band
1: (laughs) incredible yo that's hilarious um, I think maybe a band should go on tour like that. Like, yo, we'll play the gig at night, but in the morning, we're gonna fixing your heat, your We'll play it to me. Do you
0: have a big backyard because we could come in, we could handle all of your heating and electricity needs, and then we just shoot out back, invite your neighbors. Or,
1: like, you know, the venue can pay us tonight. Like, we're gonna fix their HVAC. You know? <laughs> we're not gonna get paid to play, but like, yo.
0: It's so tangible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so funny
0: yeah oh well God. okay so you know what once again i'm wrong <laughs> All good All good
1: um actually i'm wrong for forever doing that <laughs> it's been nothing but bad um so i am a concert producer um i have like a very entrepreneurial spirit um but mostly landing in uh Songwriting, musician, and producing concerts and events—that's phenomenal. Very, different. and I will
0: just—I will tell you—I have this weird little um, pinky nail of experience in producing a concert because mm-hmm. a thousand years ago, in the early nineties, um, you know, I worked at the Chamber of Commerce for years and years, and we decided we are going to produce a rock concert. Oh wow! What a fabulous idea for a chamber. Yeah. people will come from miles around <laughs> we will and you know we enlisted the help of a local guy who was kind of in that arena and mm-hmm. it was not so easy you will not be surprised to know joe so <laughs>
1: <And hard. laughs>
0: ultimately, like one of my friends had a really great band and he i was like help <laughs> right? and so he said okay i'll play And they were on what was then Suburban Cable, which they sold to Comcast. So we were a local TV. And we had pizza for the bands, but we had so much pizza that we were just giving it to our 10 audience members.
1: So funny, so. Who were
0: family of the band, of the bands playing, you know? And I? (laughs) I kept the ticket on my wall for years as a reminder. To say, Amanda, sometimes you just could not step into an arena <laughs> that you just have no and.
1: That's the best. My hat is off to you. Right, right, yeah.
0: It's hard.
1: Yeah, I had a similar experience. Um, I was just gonna like write off, um, you know, doing it. Like I, I've I've been producing concerts in Doylestown and now beyond for over 12 years. And by year nine, I was just like, you know, um, maybe there's just, it's not gonna be like a viable thing. Like it's, it doesn't have an audience and I should like pivot somehow. And I went on Craigslist and I became a carpentry apprentice for a month that felt like a year. And the only thing I was doing was talking about music and like we would listen to xpn i'd be like oh i've worked with this artist this artist whatever and like clearly you know i I just couldn't do it like yeah (laughs) it's your purpose right i put on a roof on my second week with this guy i was like maybe this is the first red flag but by like the end of the month i was like all right i you know i i tried but
0: yeah so Can you describe like what led you to this? Were you always into music when you were younger? Like, how, how did it start? What are yeah. the roots of it? And what kind of keeps you going?
1: Hmm. So I've been playing music obviously longer than I've been producing uh, events, but um, what led me to producing concerts was when I was on tour with this band, I Am Alaska. We were like a kind of post-hardcore, sort of punky, loud rock band. And um, MySpace was big at the time and Facebook wasn't a thing yet. And I think what led me, well, what definitely led me to booking was that we had a booking agent and he was just booking us the wrong gigs. Like, it was wild. Uh, and there were all gigs that we were supposed to play in these places, you know, to give you that sort of established look like, yo, know, we played this place, you know, on a Tuesday yes. for three people, you know, like right. our pizza. And like, <laughs> they got more pizza than we did. And um, yeah, just like that experience to me was pretty rough, but. Yeah. I also booked shows on that tour. I was helping him out, um, our booking agent, and uh, my shows were awesome. <laughs> um, I was connecting with these bands uh, all across the East Coast that had house house concert venues and, um, you know, basements, whatever, and that put us in front of audiences that wanted to see live music and, and were like us, you know? So yeah. um, I just thought of that, you know, that time as a way to say damn you know like I want to bring that to Doylestown like I want to bring bands here so that when they're misplaced on the road they can be in front of an audience and I can meet them and maybe I could play at their venues you know it was kind of self-serving in a way um because I was putting out my own music too
0: well it's like a win everybody wins for sure and you came on my radar because a mutual acquaintance said, hey, there's this guy in town and he's trying to start a nonprofit, you know, would yeah. bring my chamber background Could you uh, help him? And then you and I accidentally <laughs> met because so we great. were at a local coffee shop both yeah. meeting other people like, wait, were we supposed to meet? Because, and then we had a kind of an impromptu conversation. Yeah, for
1: sure. So
0: crazy. But can you explain are you still going on that path? Like yeah. what's happening yeah. with that? And can you explain what it is?
1: For sure. So um I think uh <laughs> so all right. Well, let me there's so many thoughts. Okay. So right. um that post that I made on Facebook to catalyze us meeting and to I, I think I didn't even know is Al, right? Yeah. I didn't know Al even before.
0: Right. That was Al, yeah. Al-, Al-, Al- Thielmans who um yeah. shout yes.
1: out. Yes. So um Yeah, that post inspired so much and uh, it's come out of my experience in producing events here. Um, Basically my whole entire lineage um, and journey up to this point has been producing events um, in non-traditional venues. So um, I started in 2012, ish with a concert series called uh, communal commotions and it was an all ages traveling music showcase so the artists would start at seven o'clock at cigar parlor the next band would play at eight o'clock at this shoe boutique called aesthetics at the time and then the headliner would play at siren at nine o'clock um and from there uh maxwell's on maine found me and i started a concert series there for six years called um craft culture. That was like my big giant, you know, knees totally in the swamp of like, all right, let's do it. Let's, you know, start booking and like figure out everything. Um and from there, uh, I was let go in 2018, didn't have a budget anymore. So that's when I started to think like, I don't know about this, you know, um, but yes, it is a definite calling and a definite strong suit just because you know, as a musician myself, but also, you know, just as a person who can organize a lot (laughs) all at once in his brain, um, it's just like, I I couldn't stop. So um, that led me to my 10 year anniversary event at the Michener, which was called Recess. And um, the galleries were free, open to the public, Um, We had, you know, tacos from quinoa, beer, and two um, amazing performances. We had a DJ that night, and we just completely transformed the Michener. Um, But what I learned from, like, all those experiences up to the Michener um, was just that music in Doylestown is not quite sustainable um we don't have a 500 or a 900 capacity venue that we could just keep the lights on and keep the music playing every night you know music has been in spurts really like there's not a weekly thing happening in town there might be obviously and to their credit tribute and cover bands in bars but The experiences I'm describing on my journey, up until that point, you know, the communal commotions were all ages events um, in these non-traditional venues because we had to improvise. Mom's uh, craft culture was a 21 plus format, but it was still original, and it was more than that. We were doing in-house events where, you know, just like doing something very different, um, and refreshing in town. Um, that Michener event led me to lockdown <laughs> and Yay. lockdown led me to Kristen Moore and Daniel Moore because of recess. Um, they were at the event, they said we have, um, a property behind St. Paul's Episcopal Church. You can do whatever you want with it. And that's when a concert series called Distance Picnics were born. Um, it was a way to, very safely and very socially distant embrace you know live music and community in the quietest summer ever um and in that moment of you know hosting the first distance picnic it was feeling the audience in a deeper way than i ever have where i didn't even have to say words i didn't have to say are you ready for the show? You can just feel like okay, we're demanding music at this point, you know. And since that moment, um I've been pushing more than ever to make more consistent, relevant, refreshing live music uh possible in town. So, that nonprofit that we're talking about Uh, would be an economic driver to sustainably present live music in Doylestown and beyond. Um, So that way, even if we're going to use our non-traditional venues, like the parking lot of a church, you know, and closed off for a block party, or a bar like Maxwell's on Main, or now with Puck, which I'm also behind the revitalization of, um, we can together create the stage for the musicians that night
0: so first of all there's so many questions that that opened up yeah. just about you actually <laughs> I'm not, not a heating
1: engineer <laughs> but
0: <laughs> so, first of all who names these events
1: me <laughs> well I can't even take credit I uh I do a writing process and I think every one of those names came out of those processes so
0: do you write music are you a lyricist Mm. yeah because you're such a good writer I can feel it in just the way you talk (laughs) thank you so you have that writing and I was thinking it's unusual because you're a musician and you have the writing and the business and the networking and all of that where does that come from do you think
1: I've been asked that before and I really can only attribute it to like my dad being in the home office every day on conference calls and not, I mean, you know, it's just like in the background, you know, at that yes. point I know what's being said, but I really can't like even say, that's the reason I think like, uh, it's just a natural thing. Like I, I say yeah. to you that my sisters, you know, my older sisters are, uh, kind of entrepreneurs of themselves, you know, like, uh, my sister has been, uh, Monica has been like, uh, professional personal trainer has her own uh training studio in Doylestown and Mary has been you know a hairstylist for almost half her life you know um in this area as well so it's like we all kind of found our our entrepreneurial way it's really funny
0: what I love about the three of you is that it's kind of like I have a um business called soulful living and it's about helping people to match their business with their passion and their purpose. Right. And that's not always the way. I mean, people become business people and then their their passion is on the side or they kind of it maybe it's dormant. but that's an interesting trait for the three of you. You didn't something happens somewhere unless it's just a genetic thing where, you said, I love this. Right. And I'm going to make a business out of this. I think that's. Yeah. Fabulous.
1: Thank you. It's a enormous blessing. I can't okay. really like even put in perspective how lucky I am. That's amazing. Yeah. You could, be, <laughs> you,
0: you could be sitting up on a roof.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I really tried. Like,
0: I'm right. Nails.
1: <laughs> oh, I, uh, I tried my best.
0: (laughs) So I have a question for you because what you're doing is so proactive. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't come to you. You have to go to it on a constant basis. Do you, what do you do when you're feeling like, ah, not today. I'm not in the mood or Mm -hmm. where do you, what do you do for motivation or inspiration or when you're kind of not feeling it?
1: Um, Mm, That's a good question. I feel like I am constantly thinking about, you know, what I'm doing, because it's definitely, it's definitely like a flow now, you know, Um, and it it is sort of a natural sort of one aspect of me. I, I would hate to even say that, like, I live my life, you know, I define myself by my creative or professional pursuits you know like at the end of and the beginning of and throughout the day you know like no matter what I'm doing even if I am putting on that roof or whatever else it comes back to presence right so if like and and also um connection in general like this is all coming through me and that's why I came and really take full credit for that writing process I was talking about you know like because I think with with creative pursuits or with uh, entrepreneurial pursuits, whatever, um, it is like I'm an instrument, right? And so I'm the one um, open to the quantity of work that I take on, but I'm not entirely the quality you know, the quality comes through if I'm open to it.
0: So, how do you um, make that happen? If somebody's listening
1: mm-hmm. and
0: they have no idea how to get to that place, do, is there anything you do?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I love meditation. Um, I do that for 15 minutes each morning, even if I'm driving. <laughs> sorry it's a little
0: scary but all right out uh, of
1: 313 <laughs> um yeah so that um, gives
0: new interpretation to that song jesus take the wheel
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: that song is
1: real he was,
0: <laughs>
1: he was meditating and yeah um besides meditation um i do three pages of writing i'm sure a bunch of people have heard of that it's uh, a process from the book the artist way um it's an incredible book changed my life and uh it's uh three pages of um just like you you don't stop you don't put the pen down you just keep writing i do it in like a little five by seven notebook and uh it's incredible um the process because it kind of removes that judge you know yeah. And even with meditation, I think there's sort of this, like, fix it, you know, snap of a finger, cure, sort of, you know, uh, slant to it or something, that, or misconception. Yeah. And I think with uh, meditation, it's really about, like, how am I feeling right now? You know, it's sort of deepening where you're at versus, you know, this cure, fix it thing, you know. Um, so know. even on those days where you lack motivation it's like okay here's where I really am at you know it's like just assess and let's like think about what's my priority right now instead of you know having all the burners on let's let's chop some carrots first you know like let's let's like get ourselves ready okay you know yep take it down a notch so
0: what about um well, first of all, you just reminded me. So, do you keep your those books? Do you keep those notebooks that you write in?
1: Yeah, um, I'm always curious. I uh, I don't like read back, but yeah. it yeah, I, I definitely have had like profound moments in those mm-hmm. uh, writings where I, yeah, I can't explain it.
0: Right. And um, and what would constitute a perfect day for you? Like, what is a perfect, tomorrow you can be anywhere and do anything.
1: <laughs> Slightly mischievous laugh. I'm like, wow, let me just. Um,
0: the world is um, your oyster, Joe. No.
1: Um, no consequences. Um, no right.
0: consequences, that's right.
1: <laughs> um, definitely like on a beach eating oysters, writing. Uh, you know, definitely would still start the day with meditation, you know, just to like yeah. fully soak in the the good of the day. And um yeah, I mean, with a with a perfect day like that, you know, like hang out with a small group of close friends, you know, and like yeah. probably just have like, dinner with my family at the end of it. It'd be awesome.
0: What was that last thing? Basically a thought... birthday.
1: And have dinner with my yeah, family. Yeah, there today. you go. Yeah um basically just like how I like to spend any birthday right there (laughs) so
0: yeah that's nice yeah and um sorry but you you, I have two different thoughts that are happening at the same time (laughs) my two burners are on I can't have I can't I can only have one burner on
1: (laughs) um yeah
0: about music so because it's also your business yeah do you ever get sick of it do you have to shut it down do you have to have quiet?
1: Mm, I Do you know you still go toward it. Yeah, for sure. I I know that like all of this is like a natural flow, right? So mm-hmm. I definitely know that like the uh, the booking aspect or the thinking aspect of that can turn off. You know, like I'm so grateful to be, you know, the type of sort of creative. Pioneer, whatever brain that uh, can still get like eight hours of sleep every night. You know, like yes. Sometimes yeah. when I see you know people really hustling and grinding, and they're like, "Oh, I haven't slept in like two weeks." I'm like, "Wow, <laughs> really?" Because <laughs> I don't know how I could even function without you know eight hours. <laughs> right. Um. But yeah the the musical aspect for myself tends to, you know, take a passenger seat, you know, um, which is somewhat, it's very frustrating because I want to just be like on my, you know, I want to get back to like waking up at 6am and just like writing and creating, you know, like as we're talking, I'm like surrounded by different music gear and I'm just like, (laughs) you know, I'd, I'd love some, uh, I, I know that I can create more quiet and I haven't created it. So, yeah. Well, the- you know, that's interesting
0: because that sleep is probably also helped by the meditation, I, I would have to think, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, you're also very centered when you're doing that. You know what's important in life and, right. you, you know, it's kind of bringing it back to something big. Um, what about who? Who do you? I, this is such an unfair question to ask musicians. I've learned, I didn't realize that, but now okay. I've learned. But when I start asking musicians who their favorites are, mm-hmm. there becomes this I don't know, yeah, <laughs> trauma or something. I've They're noticed, like, oh
1: man, <laughs> it's like it's a challenging question. I, yes, my default is like, um, anything with soul, you know, like,
0: oh, okay.
1: Yeah, my default, like, if I can feel it, I'll listen to it. I have no, uh, sort of like, I I don't know. I don't even really have like a genre that I gravitate towards. Like if I, if it moves me, you know, like I'm listening and I can still understand like something that doesn't move me, you know, like I'll still be like, cool, whatever, that's your thing. That's great. You know, um, I guess a more fun answer would be, <laughs> um, I love Springsteen, uh, that's, you know, definitely, a, there's one of, you know, if I were to have, like, a forefather, founding fathers, whatever, of uh, writing, for me, it's, you know, like, Springsteen, Leonard Cohen, Kurt Cobain, uh, Joey Ramon uh Hank Williams <laughs> I guess that's maybe five or six but uh, love it.
0: that would be a nice dinner party
1: <laughs> yeah and I love uh, classic country music and I do my own classic country review too so um where I like get up there and play like country music from the 40s to the 70s with an awesome oh, nice. man so yeah love like old blues uh like Mississippi John Hurt and uh, just like the roots of American music are like, I'm going to add that to my perfect day. I just have like a radio playing American from PRX radio all day.
0: Maybe (laughs) you like go out for, coffee with bruce springsteen
1: <laughs> yes i just randomly walk into him he already knows yeah. me. i'm like oh and my, there he God, is. Bruce it's been so long dude
0: <laughs> he's like i'm so bored you want you mind sitting down and <laughs> i just got these chatting? oysters and coffee
1: uh i had i ordered too many oysters great right. <laughs> perfect day <laughs> do you
0: remember as a child when you first kind of knew music was important to you or
1: yeah. Yeah. Up until a couple of years ago, I thought I knew the real answer there. Um, but I think like something very profound to me was when we were watching home movies, um, you know, like a few Christmases ago. And uh, there's a home movie of me, at, like maybe two years old putting Ice Ice Baby on the record player. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> and like turning up the volume and just bouncing wow. perfectly. I'm like, I had the rhythm then, you know, but I think- So uh, either
0: David Bowie or Vanilla Ice is your, or maybe that combo was just the yeah, perfect- exactly. <laughs> Wait, was it David Bowie or was it-
1: Yes, that was uh, David Bowie and Queen uh, yeah. Under yeah.
0: Pressure. And Queen,
1: yeah, Under um, Pressure, that's right. Yeah. But- yes. um. I think too like I was, I was writing and drawing at a very early age and like that was just I was just a deeper little sensitive kid you know um, that's so cool and like at any time there was like skateboarding or music on tv like I just wanted to watch it you know because we didn't we didn't have MTV growing up it was rightfully so at the time I respect it mom you know but like it was, I
0: understand <laughs>
1: it was taken off <laughs> but which is kind of cool because I kind of was able to create my own world but um, so anytime that there was like some sort of like alternative looking thing on tv I was like glued you know yes um, just because yeah just wanted that outlet
0: yeah yeah I relate to that joke because you know we, we, I had a similar background and my mom would just say, read a book.
1: <laughs> and I'm glad so. she made me read books because, well, she didn't have to make me. My uncle bribed me, but like, besides that, I also- oh, really, like, interesting. <laughs> So do
0: you have any favorites, any books that made an impact or is there a favorite genre in the book mm-hmm. world?
1: Um, I love like autobiographies and stuff now. Um, back then, though, I would just read yeah. anything. Yeah, anything. for sure. Okay.
0: And mm. just so finally, I have the proverbial magic wand question. Oh yeah. So if somebody said, "Right now, mm. you have a magic wand, and you can make one change—you know, on the planet, in the world—but you have to do it now. Here's the wand. Quick, what do you think you would? What change would you make?"
1: Besides changing the answer to that question I've just answered. <laughs> 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 I, I want
0: to hear you like change it too.
1: Five more music moments that were like, oh my God, you know, like growing up, like playing my cousin's electric guitar for the first time when I was like maybe 10 and just thinking about it the whole car ride home. You know? Oh,
0: really? Like what else?
1: What was that? And uh getting Like a little keyboard Um, when I was uh, just before high school. My mom bought me that for Christmas. And that was actually like, it took me another year to pick it up, but you know, I started like learning my favorite songs by ear. And oh, wow. That was like sort of the real catalyst besides obsessing over Kurt Cobain, you know? So that's the real answer to that question. Now I've got a magic wand. (laughs) um, (laughs) That is way tougher than the favorite musician question
0: yes it is a tough one
1: wait so if i had a magic wand what change anything so if you
0: had a magic wand or you know something Mm -hmm. magical and and somebody said you can make a change in the world or there's something that you can make people know or do or change
1: wow all right
0: you have the power the power is with joe montone (laughs)
1: that's scary (laughs) um
0: you're like in the background under pressure is playing mentally
1: (laughs) right yeah yeah everyone's like we trust that you're gonna make the right decision (laughs) the song is on like that's right um (laughs) I would say that uh I'd love people to well yeah I, I would say um love more in general you know, like, love themselves more, um, you know, I think love is, like, also a grounding process, or a practice, and, uh, yeah, grounding process, too, you know, like, sometimes you fuck up, but, you know, you come back to love, too, right, um, and I think, uh, so often, like, things are more of a self-serving pursuit, right, so, Um, I found that, like, through all of the, you know, things that I've done for music or for this town or whatever else through live music, um, you know, for me, it's about creating community. And that's why I said, like, I can't define myself by my career, my creative pursuits, because it comes back to this is a gift. This is service, right? I love it. Service um, springs from love, and uh, damn, what a change! That's powerful. That would bring.
0: Okay, I'm going to give you the magic wand, Joe.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the song is plague.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Thanks for including me. This is awesome.
0: And thank you for listening. If you like this podcast consider letting people know and giving me a super rating and subscribing and, you know, all that good stuff. And finally, I just have to give Bill Ironson a shout out because he is the talented musician who wrote, produced, and recorded the Soulful Connections podcast theme song. It's the best, Bill's the best, and you're the best. Thanks again.